Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, and wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Mallory Nizam. She is an urban innovator and creative facilitator. She has made it her life's work to engage and cultivate the creative capacities of our publics. Welcome, Mallory. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So you head up STL Improv Everywhere, is that correct? STL Improv Anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere. Okay, tell us about it. I love improv. I think it's fascinating, and I love that you just can take this into any space. Yeah, so we we sort of take some of the basic tenets of staged improv, um, and we take it off the stage and put it in the street. Uh, so typically, an improv team trains with other improv actors. So maybe you have, you know, eight people that you work with, and you really start to learn how to, you know, how to act with these people in different scenarios. For us, we're more interested in how our our team interacts with strangers. So our other actors, if you so will, fun. are are they, just they don't know they're actors. No, no, <laughs> but they become they become a part of our scenes of our happenings um, as we're out in the street. So it's, you know, part of of what you were sort of reading about my little bio is that I'm interested in uh, facilitating other people's creative capacities. So somebody who may be on their lunch break that encounters improv anywhere um, that actually is, is has a lot of creativity that maybe they don't get a lot of opportunities to express um, or people who give them the chance to. And we we hope to give everyone a chance to be creative and silly with us. So when you're out there doing this, do you, can you kind of point out, like, do you know something, you look at somebody and think, okay, they'll they'll have fun with us. Like, do you get a feel about certain people? Uh, that's an awesome question. <laughs> um, really, I, I think the way that we, I've trained people to work is to really go up to anyone, but um, read them, you know? So that's, and I think that that's part of a, part of an improv tenant is, to you know, be really receptive to the other right. person. Um, so you'll sometimes there are people who are clearly very outgoing and really want to engage at a high level. You know, they're they're at the ten out of ten. Let's do this. And then sometimes you have people who are a little bit apprehensive, but they're kind of curious. So maybe they're mid, you know, somewhere in the middle. And there are different ways for engaging those people. Um, and then you may have somebody who's clearly like really uncomfortable. Um, and there are also techniques for engaging those people as well. So I think at any level, in any level of comfort um, or interest, we can find a way to involve really anyone. That's so cool. Yeah. So tell us about some of the projects you've done here. Sure. Um, so we sort of do, I'll, I'll split what we do into two categories. We do uh, citywide cultural programming. So that's more like events and activities that we host. Okay. Um, so that would be the No Pants Metrolink ride that we do in January. That's right. It's kind of mm-hmm. cold That's no kind, That's the point. It makes it more <laughs> absurd and, and silly. Um, you know, it's it's quite a scene to see people in, like, winter hat, gloves, scarves, boots, just, you know, a parka, whatever, the whole nine yards, and then just they forgot to wear their pants. <laughs> it, 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 it wouldn't be as, you know, it wouldn't be as dramatic if it was the summer. Because That's true. people are, you know, we're used to kind of wearing swimsuits and things like that. So, But in the winter, it's it has more comedic effect. Now, do you guys absurdity. take it? Because the one I saw, I think this was one that was done in New York, and mm-hmm. they took it to the level where, okay, so all these people start entering the— 
the Metro without their pants on. And then at some point, somebody showed up and was selling pants for $5. Yeah, we we actually <laughs> did. A, we had a pant salesman a few years ago. I don't know if that was before or after they did, but it was sort of un. You know, not related to their idea. Okay. I think it's just natural that you would want to have a pant salesman. Um, yeah, we had a, a fr- my friend named Brandon who was selling pants. He had a little like leopard print roller <laughs> with pants <laughs> flooding out of it, um, and he was in character. You know, he was doing sort of like an auctioneer voice. Oh, he how was great. Fun. Uh, we've also had uh, we've had a. A, a man ironing pants for people. Um, so he would, you know. <laughs> On the metro? Oh, this was actually at a stop. Oh my gosh, yeah. so that's hilarious. Yeah, this, he's, he's really awesome. And then we had a pants check at our destination point. So when you arrived, we, uh, we ended at Pie Pizza for a few years in downtown. Uh-huh. And we had some people that were, you know, checking pants on a coat rack, but it was a pants rack. So you'd oh come in gosh. and you'd be like, can you watch my pants while I'm, here having a drink or having some pizza. So, yeah, we kind of dot it with different characters. Um, who knows what we'll do next year. That's so mm-hmm. fun. I love it. I love it. And can anybody sign up or how does it work? Well, so so we do the the citywide cultural programs which which are the No Pants Metrolink ride and also Pillow Fight Day which we do in April. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, and I would love to elaborate on that cuz that's one of my favorites. And then we do our Gorilla performances. So those are our little pop-up scenes. Um, and those happen periodically throughout the year. And anyone is welcome to come to those citywide cultural programs. So the No Pants and Pillow Fight Day. We want, you know, as many people who want to show up all ages, no experience necessary, just have to be open. Right. Um, and then for our little skits and scenes, that requires sometimes a little bit more training. Sometimes you come to some meetings and brainstorms and rehearsals with us. Um, so that's usually a smaller group of people who are really interested in spending some more time cultivating something. Cool. Yeah. So, okay, you got to tell us about Pillow Fight Day then. Pillow Fight Day, so great. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be our seventh year. Um, and Pillow Fight Day is also an international thing. It's not related to the New York Improv Everywhere. Okay. Um, and this, it's all over the world, International Pillow Fight Day. So ours, we do in parks, and the past few years it's been Tower Grove Park, so we'll, you know, we may do it there again this year. It's usually at the beginning of April. It's, like I said, all ages, so we tend to think of pillow fights as a kid's thing, Um, but I think that it's important for everyone to play. So we (laughs) encourage adults to come as well. We get families, people dress up in costume, we get a lot of costumes, we encourage that. Um, and our style is a little bit different from the way that uh, other pillow fight days run is we we do challenges throughout the pillow fight. So I usually do about 20 different challenges. So I don't want to give too many details because uh, I think you need to come to experience some of it. But it, I may say, all right, you know, in my megaphone, suddenly we're going to pillow fight in slow motion. Or oh, you're going to pillow fight like you're in a James Bond film, like an action <laughs> film. Or you're going to pillow fight kids versus adults. Uh, so every few minutes we change it up so that, you know, there's a little bit of like creativity and some sort of character and some sort of silliness. So, I mean, you're already kind of silly in a pillow fight, but breaking down those walls and barriers even more so that everyone really feels like, you know, we're all on the same level here. We're all being crazy and I'm like (laughs) acting like a pirate or I'm hopping on one leg and I'm so sweaty and I'm falling but everyone else is, you know. So oh it's sort of gosh. this equalizer. And this and so families come out and do this as, Yeah. And what kind yeah. of crazy costumes have people worn to the pillow fight? Oh, well, 
So we have this one guy who comes as Pillow Man every year. <laughs> of course. He's so great. <laughs> um, so we get Pillow Man, who's got a cape and a big P, and he makes that costume. We had a unicorn. Um, we've had, oh, yeah, that unicorn was really good. She made her costume, too. <laughs> Um, a lot of people just come in sort of like a mishmash of I've got a wig, I have a tutu, right? You know, some just old whatever Halloween I happen pieces. to find today. <laughs> a lot of a lot of younger kids will come as superheroes, you know, because imagine you're running around like as Batman with your cape flying and you're, you know, battling everyone with your pillow. So we get we get a lot of those, um, and yeah, a lot of crazy wigs. I usually just come in really bright colors. I had some antennae this year. Um, had a lot of like gold and glitter going on. Fun. Yeah. And it's, you know, what, there's a good story from the first year we did Pillow Fight and sort of, I guess, a testament to the way in which these events can really create just this very like intimate space for you to, to, to meet people. Right. Um, so the first year we did this, one of our senior improv members who's been with us for a really long time befriended another woman who is, um, just attending the pillow fight. And then later that year, they you know, they became friends through that pillow fight. Later that year, um, the new the woman who met the improv member ended up officiating her wedding. Oh my so gosh. A real you know, a real friendship blossomed out of a pillow fight. Oh. But it gave gave them this opportunity to, you know, to like have this really thick memory together and kind exactly. of be in this silly space where you know, maybe it would have taken them a few months to get to the point where they would have this sort of intimate connection, but the pillow fight gave them that opportunity early. So that, I that love amazed it. me. What when a fun I found thing, though. Out. Where did you guys meet? Oh, pillow fight. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a story yeah. there, people. Yes. Oh, fun. Well, we're going to take a quick break, uh, probably have a pillow fight, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and I'm the owner of 100th Monkey Media. 100th Monkey Media specializes in affordable and very effective social media solutions for the small to medium-sized business. Our goal is to create a social media presence that shows off who you are, what you do, and delivers brand loyalty and raving fans. Contact us today to learn what 100th Monkey Media can do for you. 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or 100thmm.com. And we're back with Mallory. So Mallory and I, during the break, we're talking about transaction versus interaction and how a transaction is, you know, I go, I buy something and I pay the person and just, you know, there's nothing else that happens there. Or interaction mm -hmm. is when you actually take the time to talk to the person, mm -hmm. you realize that they're a human, you're a human, there's a connection there. And yeah. to me, this is what improv does. It creates yeah. those interactions. Yeah. And I'm, and I, I, I'm thinking, you know, the another difference to me between those two is that transaction has sort of a a, a ritual to it like you you kind of know what you're going to get out of it and there's an expectation of what you're going to get out of it right like, I'm going to to purchase this you know bag of chips and I will pay you this you will give me change and I will leave right but with an interaction it's it's a bit more unexpected you know so it, you don't really know what the outcome is going to be it's a bit more about the process and about the moment um, and I also think interaction is has sort of more back and forth a transaction is a bit more 
like person A gives person B something and then it's over. Right, right. But an interaction, you know, it's the back and forth and back and forth and you kind of meet in the middle. Well, and I think it it also, it makes things a little bit more, like you you feel, you can, there's a memory then. It's almost like you're making a memory in a sense. Um, I had a situation one time where my husband and I were, we were going on a trip and the plane, it ended up being canceled. We had to spend the night at a hotel and try again the next day. But the next day we walked in the airport and my husband at the time, he traveled every single week. Mm. And uh, the next day we walk into the airport and I'm like waving at people at the different places. Oh, hey. And he's like, are you kidding me? You were here one day and everybody knows you. That's and so I was great. like, well, that's because I talked to that so-and-so about this person and that person I got talking about. And, mm-hmm. and I've realized I've just always been, I think mm-hmm. I'm just really curious and interested in people. And I yeah. really do feel connection with people. I, I meet no strangers. Yeah. You know, so what you do with improv really is you help people to get that to that interaction place. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, most of the time I'll say I'll say it's it's generally split when we engage with people. You know, some people are really ready to interact um, and some people just need a little bit of of support through it. Um, So, you know, we never try. We don't want to alienate people. We don't want people to feel intimidated. Right. So we try to we try to bring people in in a very supportive and loving and playful way. And I find that play is a way to it's almost kind of um, I I don't want I want to say subversive, but subversive sounds kind of like. Yeah. Calculating and (laughs) conniving. But it's really it's just like don't overthink it, people like just sort of. Give yourself up to the moment. Um, you know, we're clearly doing something that's harmless. We're doing something playful. Um, you know, so what if you just sort of let your guard down for a minute and gave yourself five minutes in your busy day? I know you're busy. We're all busy. Right. But, you know, yeah. So I think it's, I think there's a way to, to really be supportive um, and and kind in bringing people into that interactive space if maybe they're, not ready for it or they're not comfortable in that space. I love it though. And and let me ask you, so you, let's talk about TEDx because you yeah. are going to be one of our bounce. You're going to be one of our bounce Correct. speakers. How did you come to us? Oh, um, I think somebody recommended that I apply. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been thinking about the topic of play for, you know, obviously for a while, but improv does a lot of things. Play is, you know, one of the things that we do. Right. Um, and that topic in particular had just been on my mind. And so I thought, I think that there's, you know, there's probably some really interesting um, data and research to back this up too, you know, in addition to my own anecdotal experience. Right. And I started looking into that a little bit more. And there's a lot of studies that have been done from, you know, from social sciences to neuroscience um, that have studied why play is beneficial to really? us. So, yeah. So then I thought— you know, this, that sort of fits how Ted operates. Um, and then I like to public speak, so I thought it would be fun and a good <laughs> and a good challenge. You know, I think it's also just good to think about something that you're interested in and really ruminate on it and really, you know, create a, a really nice um, story to tell. Yeah, and the, I mean, and the wonderful thing about the TEDx presentation, from what I understand, just, you know, the other speakers that we've had go through this experience with us mm-hmm. is they say it it's so it totally teaches them a different way 
to mm-hmm. present because TED Talks are very different than your regular talk. There is there's a there's a like a some kind of a, a reaction between that 18 minutes that you have, which are very well thought out, and then what your audience, you know, and the, and the fact that you just stay on the red dot. Is that going to be hard? I always wonder because yes. I'm, a, I'm a person that moves around. <laughs> it's going to be hard. So staying on the red dot is I'm going to have to come up with some like dance moves that I can do to like move <laughs> a lot but stay in one place. Um, yeah, it'll be, that'll be, it'll be a good challenge though. You know, I'm like, I'm I'm happy to have that challenge, so I welcome it. Well, we're excited. I can't wait. I think it's going to be so much fun. And yeah. um, all right, so let's get back to improv. Like, yeah. is there? I I have since learned um, that improv is something that really can teach people. It's mm-hmm. not just people that are quick thinking and witty, but it can actually teach you how to live in that moment, mm-hmm. to be present with that moment, which yeah. is a huge deal. Yeah. So re- this really brings improv to a whole other space for me. Do, do people yeah. get these insights as they learn it? Absolutely. I mean, I definitely think that people that have participated in improv over the years um, that have been sort of on the inside have have developed an appreciation of that. And we can, I think we can see that when we engage with people. Um, you know, I, I think probably it's more something that's felt with the actual improv members. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm also a yoga instructor. So I like to think that there's actually a lot of connection between my yoga practice and right. improv. Sort of, you know, living in the moment, being very present is, is something that we teach in yoga. Uh-huh. And it's something that's very very true with improv, um, getting people to sort of get out of their distracted, busy heads and be a little bit more here and now um, and be a little bit more open in that moment too. Who's around me? What's happening around me? Rather than just me, me, me. Right. Um, Yeah. Have you ever done improv plus yoga? Have you ever taken these two (laughs) things and Uh, put them together? You just got the wheels turning (laughs) Um, as, you know, as... I do independent work as an artist, too, mm-hmm. as a public artist, and I have done work uh, with yoga and and public art, not necessarily with improv, but sort of some of those underlying principles of why I do improv, what I think is valuable about it, um, that plays into my independent work as well and some of the work I've done with yoga. I'm seeing flash yoga, you know. Oh, just- wait, we did do flash <laughs> meditation. We did a flash oh, meditation. Really? We partnered with Yoga Buzz at the last uh, Earth Day. Oh, and fun. yeah, Yoga Buzz is also a really great organization. And we did a flash meditation where just in the middle of the um, festival, we had maybe 20, 25 people that just sat down and, you know, in and meditated for about five minutes. And then we had a massive gong that rang at the end and everyone just got up and went about their business. Did anybody else join in? Did other people like go, oh, I know what they're doing My and I'm going to join were closed in? closed the whole oh, time. I, so you have no idea. I was deep in meditation, <laughs> so I don't really know. Honestly, you know, who kn- I don't know. I totally yeah. would have, I would have been one of the people I'd been like, okay, I got to do this. I got to sit yeah, with these people. Yeah, I would have thought it's a great, you know, I could totally use a break right now. I would love to. Should we, should we meditate for a little bit before yeah. we go on to our next yeah. crazy portion of all this? Yes. All right. Well, Mallory and I are going to take a meditation break. We suggest you do too. We will be back in just a moment. This is Mickey Hancock. Now's a good time to get a snack. My mom's going to do another commercial. 
If you're looking for an agency to help you with creating and publishing engaging content, launching campaigns, or reputation management, 100th Monkey Media is the social media agency for you. Make your business successful with its social media and get a real return from your investment. 100th Monkey Media is far more affordable than you may think, and we make it easy and impactful. Learn how 100th Monkey Media can help you on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and more. Contact us at 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. Okay, we are back with Mallory Nizam. Okay, now it's question time. Great. I get to ask you some fun <laughs> questions. And you know, creative license, whatever you wish to do with this. Okay. So if there was one person on this earth, that, that maybe like a celebrity or, or somebody that everybody kind of knows, like that you okay. could teach improv to, who would oh, you like to teach whoa. improv to? Uh, who could really use this oh improv? My gosh. That's a tough one. Ryan Lochte could use it, just in case you're wondering. I saw him the other night on something, and he really could use it. But anyway, go ahead. Um, I tend, I, I tend to think that like people who are in power and who are cor- corrupt, in my opinion. <laughs> so I, I want to say, you know, maybe c- certain types of politicians, and I, and I, I don't know if I could specify specifically who. But I think, but I like a that handful. idea. Yeah. That that those people. Yeah, I think that there can be a lot, a lot to be gained from kind of being able to relate a little bit more to the people around you and getting out the of people your own you little, serve. Maybe, maybe I like you know? this idea. <laughs> maybe the people who elected you, or perhaps you weren't elected, um, and you just you know inherited your power. But I think that improv has this great way of connecting you better to not just the people around you, but the whole environment around you. Right. Um, And to be able to kind of be a bit more tuned in, more present, as we've been saying. So I think leaders um, who have have lost that sense of of connection to to people could use some improv training. I so love this answer so much. I can't even tell you. And there are a lot of them, which is why I can't specify. (laughs) No, exactly. There's there's quite there's quite a few that we could, you know, take in and go, all right, listen, this is really gonna be good for you. Here's a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Have a pillow Let's get fight. a worldwide pillow fight going on. <laughs> yes. I think that Everyone. next time, next April, we all just need to go to Capitol Hill with yeah. our pillows and <gasps> pillow we should just start. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll go for it. They'll like it. I'm sure there is one in D.C. I don't know if it's if it's in front of the White House, but that would be nice. I, I like it. I think, okay, we have a plan, so we'll get together okay, let's get and on figure that. this all out. Okay. So let's pretend I, there's a traffic light. Okay. And I'm going to allow you to put a whole different color on this traffic light. Ooh. What color would it be and what would it mean? Um, I'm thinking it's like a strobe light or a disco ball. Ooh. And it means that everyone gets out of their cars and dances <laughs> and just stops. And traffic just stops. And sometimes maybe it's uh, maybe it's it alternates strobe light one night, disco ball the other Ooh. night because you kind of need to keep it fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Keep people guessing yes. a little bit. But I think definitely we just uh, traffic just needs to stop everywhere for this. Um, and people need to turn their music up really loud in their cars. 
you could dance on your car if you want. I like you this idea. You could do with the person next to you. <laughs> you so if you're having road rage with somebody at dance the stoplight, it it's over. You could have it's, a dance off. You could have a dance off. There you go. Exactly. And that would settle it. All right. I'm going to call <laughs> City of St. Louis today and make that suggestion. That'd and be great. I'll let you know when they do that. Because okay. <laughs> I have such power. Yeah. <laughs> you can just walk in there and, you know. All right. Okay. Is there a saying that you say a lot? Like, is there a saying mm-hmm. that you're kind of known for or a thought that you yeah. that you share a yeah. lot? There's um, this quote. So I read this quote on a plane. And I think it was when I was moving. I moved to Spain after college. I think it was Spain? Granada. Really? South, yeah. I lived in Madrid for oh. a year. I went to school in Madrid. And I've been to Granada, but it was an, a magical year. Oh, how and it cool. was yeah, actually moving back from Europe was um what started improv. Um yeah. Really? Yeah, and a lot of Ooh. that will be in my TED talk actually. All right. So stay, stay tuned. tuned. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, on the plane I read this quote. I think it was even in one of those like airplane magazines. Right. Sky Mall. No, it's weird well, that no. there would be an inspiring quote in those magazines. I don't I don't usually find the content, you know, inspiring, but right. this quote, uh, I thought it was by Picasso, but since then I have not been able to find it anywhere. I will Google it. There's no author. So I I don't know if I just like had a vision, you know, I'm not really sure got, yeah. of the origin, but the quote is grazing side by side is not living together. Oh. And it's become a tenant for improv, um, you know, which you can interpret that as you as you would like. But for me, it means that, you know, so much of our time, we're just, even if you're living in a big city, if you're just kind of rubbing elbows with people and just like sitting on the train next to them, but never talking to them or engaging in any way, are you really living together? Are you really living with people? Are you really sharing the city uh, and your days with other people? Or are you just like, standing next to them, you know, and not I engaging. I love that. So that's a, a a much more eloquent way to put transaction <laughs> interaction, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's, totally. it's that whole, like, we're sitting next to each other and we're both just eating, yeah. but we're not interacting and, and becoming right. a part of each other's lives in that instant. Yeah. And I honestly, I feel like sometimes there are there are ways of faking that interaction. So maybe just having sort of the standardized small talk, but you're not really listening or you're not right. really interested and then there's really being present and having, you know, really engaging with people, which is what we're we're kind of encouraging more. So no grazing. Don't graze. No grazing, unless you're a cow. <laughs> um, the, another quote I really like is, uh, is a Picasso quote, which is, every child is an artist. The challenge is to remain an artist when you grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really believe that. So that comes back to our... our um, desire to cultivate the creative capacities of everyone. So I right. think everyone's creative in their own way, in their own medium. You know, some people may cook, some people may write, some people may sew, whatever it is that you do. Uh, it should be celebrated, it should be cultivated, and we should be sharing it with each other. And I love to share that in public space. I love, and so, I mean, I lo- it's almost like you've your career is play. Yeah. In a lot of ways, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I I applaud people that can take play, whatever yeah. that looks like for them. Because I mean, I'm I'm sh- with what I do, which is social media. I love yeah. social media so much. I created a business out of it, and to me, that's playing. Yeah, and it, there's a there's a very interesting. Um, 
it's very interesting to see the different pages and just see the different interactions that happen on the different pages. You get a real insight into people. Yeah. You know, um, and they have no idea there's like this, you know, there's this person on the other end, like really watching it has nothing to do. With, you know, I, I'm not on staff at that company. That yeah. company has hired me, but that, you know, I, I kind of see all these things going on with the different yeah. pages. I find it very interesting and fun. And it's like play for me. Yeah. So you've created this entire play. play. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, there, you know, there's a lot of, I have a lot of other ideas brewing about, you know, how we can integrate more play into St. Louis and toying around with those in the coming years. Um, but yeah, I've seen it only do good things for people. Absolutely. I also I also really believe, and this sort of connects that Picasso quote of every child's an artist, challenges to stay an artist once you grow up. Um, you know, that, that the things that we really loved doing as children, um, that if we can find a way to sort of augment that and make it more, make those things a little bit more impactful um, and be able to sort of contribute to the world with some of those things, that that is a really great way to grow up. Right. Um, You know, so, like, I loved writing and directing plays in my neighborhood as a kid. and so Yeah, and so (laughs) I sort of found a way to do that in a way that that gave back a little bit and was had more impact rather than just entertaining my neighbors. Right. Once I grew up. and I think that's also kind of continuing your own inner sense of play and what that means. And, and authenticity. I mean, you know, a lot of what kids are doing is very authentic to themselves. Yeah. And it's like The, the Little Prince. I love that book. And that has a yeah. the Little Prince has a lot to do with that. Like, don't forget that who you are inside, you know, just yeah. because life's going to toss you around. Things it are going to be difficult. There's yeah. going to be times you're like, why did so did not sign up for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do I deal with this? <laughs> this We also do, um, we give Valentine's Day cards to strangers. We go out every Valentine's Day. Oh, how Yeah, fun. so that sort of reminds me that, like, no- life knocks you around a lot. You know, and kind of what you were saying, like, you greet every— no one's a stranger. You right. know, sort of enter every interaction with a sense of love and compassion for people. Um, and it, I mean, on Valentine's Day, it's amazing how many people, it's really meaningful to them to yeah. feel like a stranger cares about them or can feel sort of this just human love for other humans. Oh, I love that idea. How fun. Because how many people that. get kind of bummed out on Valentine's Day because they don't have do. a Valentine. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, I love February 14th. Here it is again. Right. <laughs> you know? So then to be able to create something wonderful for them on that day, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Mallory, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. I am super <laughs> excited about your TEDx talk. Um, I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. And of course, on behalf of TEDx Gateway Arch, we thank you so much for spending Absolutely. this time to do this with us. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. You all have been listening to Mishmash. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.